Welcome back to another great episode of Comedians Bed, Comedians in Bed. I literally just like clocked out of work. Like I had my bonnet on and everything. We were supposed to get started because I messed up the time. I didn't do my homework. I didn't know this brother was from Ohio, just like me. That would explain why we both got good skin. Um, you know, Ohio boys are just look better like that. Uh, <laughs> I, came across this, <laughs> I came across this uh, guy's uh videos man and he is blowing up man steady but surely he'll be one of those next great comics who you know you saw on ig he was like hey i remember that i remember him and i have to get him on the show here today please everybody give it up for the hilarious hilarious the next great comic to come out of cincinnati comedian everybody what's popping man what's popping we in here what's yeah. popping I messed that up. I started off with the last one. <laughs> His ad is a little different, but we'll make it work, though. We'll make it work. <laughs> That's fun. Listen, we was talking before we started. I had no idea this guy was from Cincinnati. He's literally like an hour and a half away from me. I could have got down there and got some good weed if I wanted to, but I didn't know. I thought he was in California, man. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to go a little bit further if you wanted the really good stuff. Bro. But I ain't in Cali, though. That's, you ain't the first one to say that. <laughs> Is the good weed in Hamilton, Ohio? Oh, man. Hamilton? Oh, yeah. no, I wasn't. You, you go to Hamilton to get another type of substance. Right. You know <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I ain't trying to be that high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you don't want that. I wouldn't want that for you, family. I ain't gonna stunt. Do y'all get do y'all have like fentanyl issues down there? Cause like I, I we be hearing about it like near Dayton, but like we don't really I would I wouldn't really say we got that issue up here. It it depends. Like if we get a good batch and everybody like get paid that week, then everybody start dying. Like that's <laughs> what happens up here. Nah, um, I, I really can't speak on it. So this is coming from a completely oblivious place, man. But I would say it ain't, we not on like Dayton level. Like I think Dayton probably is more notorious for that type of action. But I mean, they they probably make some noise out there. They don't make it as, they, it, I, I know for sure it's not like it is in Cincinnati. You don't really hear about it too much. But yeah. Hamilton, they, they, they make their own, they own noise out there. I don't know what be going on today, man. I love Dayton. That's like second home, but them niggas be passing out late. Man. <laughs> man, shot out up there, fam. I, I'm trying to get to the point in my life where I don't got to take fentanyl. That's like, I'm I'm like this close. You know, them bills. I don't got to take it. Yo, now I know I've, if I've ever even think about ingesting something like that, I've, I've hit a nude. I've, I've hit a new point in my life. I don't, I don't think I can go any, in, in, yeah. in, in any other. Uh, how can I put this politely? Uh, I just need to give up. I just need to give up. That's <laughs> it. That's it. This is it. So, yeah, man. I thought so. We was talking, like I said, we was talking earlier. I thought he's from Cincinnati. I mean, I thought he's from LA, but he's actually from uh, Cincinnati. Are you you born and raised in Cincinnati? Uh, I was born in Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey. Uh, moved, yeah, moved to Cincinnati. Kind of like grade school age, um, and then kind of been in the city area since. What is like Cincinnati like? Like I've never, I don't think I've ever spent more than twenty four hours down there. It's usually like driving by or something like that. Besides right. the hills, like what is Cincinnati like? Ah, uh, shoot. I mean, depending on what type of day you coming on, like <laughs> for the most part, 
if you come on on like uh let's just talk about we'll this we should talk about weekend let's say you just kind of come on a weekend fridays is typically kind of chill like you don't really got too much going on like people usually go downtown downtown area probably popping saturdays is when you you like you're more likely to leave with like a couple couple bullet holes if you ain't careful a couple of couple of skanks in your phone if you ain't if you ain't careful you know what i mean but it's overall pretty chill like i don't really know how to describe it too well but it's yeah. overall pretty chill yeah man i, I don't know maybe because like where i'm at in ohio but like every time i i consider like even though cincinnati isn't down south i consider like cincinnati to be down south because that's the closest we get because like not really people from Cincinnati, but more so people from Dayton. I don't know what it is about Dayton, but like all of them got like a southern accent, kind of sort of. But like every time, like every time I go like to Cincinnati and El Paso, Hyber River, my first thought is like, dang, slaves really did try to like cross over through that bad boy. Yo, I ain't never heard that perspective before, but that's funny because it's true but i think people confuse because we so close to like kentucky and everybody be like oh kentucky just the south like yeah. that's the south real and i'm like nah bro they <laughs> we a little bit above them bro we, we yeah. ain't on that type of level bro it's a whole different world once you cross that little bridge that connected to every time it, it don't matter what state any state down south i'll just be amazed like looking out the window like these niggas really climbed up these mountains and hills just to find freedom i wouldn't have done it i couldn't have done it nah that's too much that's hey you're not the only one bro i told you like all right so remember maybe it was like i think it was like two or three weeks ago we had that real bad storm or whatnot right yeah. and it was just like i think like 20 below or something i'm like days like this i couldn't have been a slave because you just <laughs> don't have to chalk it up because I'm not going nowhere in this type of weather, bro. Like, it's it's dead. Like, I'll just pick that cotton for another week. We'll play Uno, drink some hot chocolate. But it's – we're not going nowhere, fam. I'm not yeah. doing it. I was building a little, uh, a little like, route in my head when I was coming back from Kentucky uh, this week. And I was like, okay, I, if I was a slave, I would have went here because this is, like, the easiest. <laughs> 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 it's so bad, man. It's so bad. So, like, all right, cool. So, like, what do you think, like, Cincinnati is known for? Because, like, from a, from Columbus' perspective, to be honest, all we known for is Ohio State. That's it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what is Cincinnati, like, known for, if you have to say? Oh, shoot. Um, so, the Bengals, especially when they're doing good. People rock with the Bengals when they're doing good. The Reds, they kind of like, all right, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a part of a different kind of demographic. I don't I, I think the last time I maybe went to the Reds game was like elementary school. So, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you rock with the Reds. Um, but other than that, people really rock with the Freedom Center. Um, that's pretty big. People come down for, like we were talking about, I think the Underground Railroad somewhere close down there. And then other than that, I mean, if you're a foodie, um, pause now. People love conies, so it's another thing people come to try to get their hands on. So, I think yeah. those four things right there, Cincinnati, pretty much known for. Yeah, I haven't been to a Reds game, uh, since the last time I seen my father on Father's Day. You know, I'm like, scared to ask, like, I'm scared I was a son out there, like, <laughs> yeah, nah, but the last time I've been, well, like actually like 
stayed and did something yeah it would be um it would it would be for a res game many many years ago but uh one thing that so a lot of people not now because it's not as big as it used to be but like back in the, especially the 90s and the early 2000s everybody from columbus will always go to cincinnati for that uh for the jazz festival have you ever oh been yeah the jazz festival? festival yeah 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 yep, yep, yep. you ever been to the jazz festival uh one year i went but you know what i'm saying when you when you got nosebleed seats you basically didn't go so oh, i did <laughs> but i didn't <laughs> Yeah, man, my mom. That's when my mom was back in her secular days, man. She used to go down there with her black and mouth, her long nails, her little spanky outfits, and yeah, do the that, and left me for the whole weekend. I'm like, bro, what kind of life is this? Like, oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually now that you said that though, because I'm at a different point in my life. So I think if I want to catch me a good cougar, I'm gonna go this year. <laughs> you know? Like I ain't gonna stay. You just made me think like that might be a good fishing ground to go to, Phil. I'm interested. Oh, that would be a nice porno scene, man. You just go down there. <laughs> just go down there. You bag you a cougar. You take her back to the hotel and she turned you out. Like, that would be perfect. Oh, my gosh. If any OnlyFans person use that, I, I want my half of the check. Oh, yeah. You, you definitely need your copyright. You definitely gave them that idea. That's your intellectual property, fail. So, man, how long have you, uh, how long have you been in the game, man? Um, comedy game. So, so I always feel like, oh, all my life. Um, I didn't really start taking it serious to maybe like two years ago, like 2020 when COVID hit and everybody was just kind of like miserable and stuff. So yeah, that's when I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and figure out what I want to do with life. Yeah. And, um, and one of my partners was like, listen, man, you might as well try this. And I was like, all right. And it started off school. And well, when I say try this, like making videos at first, because I started making videos before I actually went to stand up. But um, I started making videos and like the first couple was starting to uh, go real slow. Like and then after a while, like people, are, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, OK, this, this guy actually might have something going. So yeah. 2020 was the year. What um what gave you like besides COVID like what made you or it might have been COVID like what made you like say okay I need to find out like what I want to do and what like makes me happy. Um, bro, so that's crazy. Um, it, before COVID hit, I was working <laughs> on a cruise ship and stuff like that, and I had really enjoyed like because I used to host the activities and I really had enjoyed that. And people that were working there was like, you have really got a, a knack for like connecting with people and stuff. So I, I really never thought thought like, oh, okay, I could do like funny videos, comedic videos or stand up. But it was always something that was lingering in my mind because people would bring it up to me by kind of the way I connect with people. So um, COVID was kind of like the last stand for me because I was working a job I really wasn't rocking with. And I was like, listen, bro, if I'm going to die today, I'm going to be super miserable. So I was like, let's change this narrative from doing something that I'm not really doing it just to collect some money that's really not even money because I'm giving it out to bills. Right. So something I'm like, hey, listen, I'm really passionate about, you know, I really want to do this every day. So COVID was kind of really like the, the precipice to where I was like, yeah, I got to, I got to, I think I'm going to do this for real. Spell precipice. Yo, um, I thought this was a comedy channel, fam. Like you, you really, you throwing them at me, fam. Like, hey, don't, don't do that. Start with a P and an end with an E. That's it. Start with a P and an end with an E, fam. 
man, I do that to everybody. When they use like big words, I'd be like, spell that word. Let me let me see yeah, what you got. I was thinking for my art. I could get the PR out the way, but that that last middle part, no, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you say cruise ship, you mean like carnival or like the riverboat down in Ohio River? <laughs> I just want to make uh, sure I got it right. Like, <laughs> nah, nah. I was actually working for uh Royal Caribbean. I'm saying I'm not I'm not trying to sponsor none of them or nothing like that. I'm just saying factually I was working <laughs> So like was you all right, like I hear a lot of stuff on these crew trips with the pineapples. So like was you slanging dick? Like what was <laughs> what was you doing? Like was you getting oh, the extra tips? <laughs> um all right, so for, I, I'll explain it like this. I'll explain it like this. Right? You said so, all right, when you said all right. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I'll just explain it like this. So a cruise ship, all right. So I don't know if you went to college or not. Like, did, did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Was, all right, cool. So a cruise ship is like college before adults, mm. right? So kind of like real world, world rules. I don't know if, if you remember that show, MTV, like yeah. that for like adults. And it's only a set amount of y'all. So it's like everything... Like you gotta move real, real carefully, cause you know you make one wrong move. Now you got a reputation, and still people ain't really rocking with you. So it's kind of it's college for adults, where kind of like you said, anything goes. What, what happens on that ship stays on the ship, and once you out, it's like it never happened, fam. So y'all see how he didn't answer that question, like he answered. <laughs> 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 hey, I. Uh, I can't really, I mean, all right. So I wasn't out there, like, out there. But, I mean, I definitely, like, if I could run it back, oh, I'm running it back. Man, what? Oh, that that would be the dream job. Like, fresh out of college, you working on a carnival, a carnival, and you just smashing all the mills? Like, what? That sounds like fun. I wish I would have <laughs> did that. I never thought about that. God dang. And I'm I'm engaged. I can't even do it now. So <laughs> yeah, man, man, you know, your ship didn't sail. No pun intended, fam. Man, but it's, it's, so it's out of there. It's been so many things. I was like, man, I didn't do that before I got engaged. Why didn't I? Why didn't I do that? You know, but I ended up with no baby, so I don't feel too bad about. Oh, it. well, then you the hey, then you know what? Give a hand clap for yourself, fam. Like, you're the guy. <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> Oh man, you brought up real world, man. I brought up some days. I remember when I auditioned for Real World, man. Oh word. Yeah. I I mean I sent in a tape, but like I ain't hear back. So <laughs> cause I was in college. I was just trying to make something happen. It's funny you say that. So like I can talk about it now. But like I had recently, like I'm a part of these groups or whatnot, um, on the internet, and somebody had made a post about they was hiring for like a dating show or whatever and uh i was like i was fooling around i was like let me see if i could apply so i applied for it and one like the producers had called me back and they was like um all right we just want to interview so we just kind of chopped it up kind of like we're doing right now and at the end she was like you know what i think we're gonna rock with you and i was like what do you mean she's like i think we're going to choose you for the show so they gave me this list of stuff to do so i was like all right so i did it and they was like, all right, well, we about to book you for this. You need this amount of, you need these these dates off. And so I was able to get them off. And they was like, all right, we about to fly you to Columbia. And I was like, shook. Like, hold on, wait a minute now. <laughs> like, 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gonna you gonna take me where? Like I don't even know your last name. You gonna fly me to Columbia? I don't even know your last name. That's that that sound like self trafficking. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna <laughs> do that to myself. So, um, but I'm dumb enough. So I was like, all right, I'm with it. And it wasn't until the it wasn't until like two days before. They was like, oh, we gotta switch the dates. I'm like, oh, I can't get that off work. So I had to. So yeah, I can't. I can't go. Can't move forward with it. Wait, was can you say the name of the show? It was um dang. So I the the specific show is not on yet, but it was like a um marriage pact. That's what it was. Marriage okay. pact. That's what it's gonna be called. Marriage pact. Okay, because I, I I started watching this show on Peacock called um middle age something it's about these middle age couples and they get to choose if they want to continue being married or not and the, the other options is somebody younger and i'll yeah. it yo it was the the matter of fact the theme of the show was just like that okay. and it was like people who was like i didn't know what a marriage pack was but apparently a marriage pack is like people like kind of young like you remember like love and basketball or whatever it is like all right you know what i'm saying if we don't find nobody we'll kind of hook up with each other so y'all haven't found nobody at this point in life and y'all trying to give y'all love a shot but <laughs> the twist was they was going to bring guys like me in who like single or whatever that's also trying to look for love or whatever yeah and they were going to try to see if we could like make that person rock with us Opposed to the person they they came here with, so to speak. Are you yeah. you you single with no kids? Man, I am a unicorn. I'm a black unicorn, bro. Um, I, I can't say I'm officially single, but I always <laughs> say, you know, what I'm saying, uh, I don't have any. Well, I do have kids. I do have kids. I have a lot of kids actually. Um, they're just all in liquid form. So, <laughs> got a lot of them boys running around. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. I don't know. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, you ever meet him with the napkin or no? Uh man, so Yo, I tried to rebuttal real quick, but my soul wouldn't let me, bro. Like this. <laughs> they they have been on a, um they've met different surfaces my guy like I, <laughs> <laughs> hey that's funny, hey, okay. i needed i needed this interview today not that i've had a bad day but this has made my day this is <laughs> oh, man <laughs> that's crazy man yeah man um so how, how old are you? Man, uh just turned 31, bro. Wow. I dang, I'm older than you. Okay. <laughs> she <Yeah>. said, dang. <laughs> like, dang, I, I ain't feel like I was not young anymore, bro. Yeah, like you, it was you know when you beat somebody and be like, dang, I'm older than like I don't know. Like ever since I'm well, I'm only 32. I just turned 32 a couple weeks ago. Yes, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But like, you know, like I don't know, like. I like I'm trying to enjoy getting older like I love it because I didn't really think I would live this long you know but like mm -hmm. it's a little nerve-wracking I'm not gonna lie like it's just like especially when you hit your 30s like my when I hit my 30s like 
well, before I hit my thirties, like maybe like 28, 29, I was praying real hard. Like, Lord, like let like a big dynamic shift happen in my thirties, which it has. And I'm grateful for it. But I think the dynamic shift was I finally became a grown ass man. And that is just a little, <laughs> and I got to have kids and a wife to this. Like, it's a, it's a lot. Like, how have you been like experiencing your 30s? Or did you feel like a shift when you hit your 30s? Bro, um, so I, it was kind of surreal. And I don't even know why. Cause like, you're still the same person. You just got a three in front of your age now. And, but for me, I was like, heartbroken. I'm like, oh my gosh, bro, it's over for me in life. Like, I'm not, like, this is it. Like, and I think it really hit me, fam, when I was like, I seen, I seen, I seen the corners, like my, my, my uncle calls it, <laughs> the, run, the runways, fam. You already know what I'm talking about, bro. The, the corners, bro, they got a little spit on your boy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Do you ever brush your corners like extra hard to make them come hey, down? <laughs> hey, I mean, all right, listen, since we're doing an interview, I'll show you. But right now, it's not bad right now. Like, you can see it, oh, like, man, you got your corners, bro. My corners <laughs> is gone, fam. My, look at that. Bam. Oh, look at that. Bam. I got to brush that down. <laughs> I, th I think it was bad. Like, all right, so you know, when you go to the barber, right? Like, when I'm going there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got, uh, you got that black spray you can shoot on me. <laughs> but I'm asking for it, like shoot, shoot it on me real fast, man. I'm not doing the black. I'm not doing. I'm not doing none of this new age technologies. I'm not doing the black paint. I'm not doing the white for the lineup. If you can't, oh, you tweaking. <laughs> I, I should write that down. If you got the white for the lineup, I don't trust you. Cause you're that's crazy, man. Real barbers, real barbers don't need a guy, you know. If you okay, you're right. They like old school, they don't, they don't even do that. They'll just go freehand. No, it just it just make it look like all right, I'm like distinguished for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Cause after you get out the chair, the wind be hitting and you look scruff again. But like for that first like 30 seconds, you be like, all right, all right, I'm, I'm handsome right now. You feel me? I don't know what to do with my hair, man. Like, this is the longest I've ever had a haircut. Let's see. When did I have? When did I have my haircut? It was a uh, two thousand and I came back home two thousand. So two thousand sixteen. So it's been like four years now. Because mm -hmm. I usually have like hair on my head, or I had like um, before I had my fro, I had I had dreads. But it's like I have a haircut, and I'll be trying to get waves, but they don't be waving. They don't be. They just don't be waving. Like no matter what wave grease I use, they just don't. Yeah, they just don't be waving. I don't, got, I don't got the patience to be sitting brushing my hair for thirty. Oh years. yes, that, that, I just that's don't. It. Like especially with all my dandruff, my my scalp is like chronically dry. I don't got. I don't got that to be doing. Bro, why are you describing my hair right now, my boy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got the same type of texture, fam, because my stuff be dried too. Like, I actually, I stopped trying to put chemical in my hair, and I, I've only went to, like, oil, and I use, um as of recent, like, rosé water. Okay. Um, and that helped a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not as, I ain't leaving, like, crumbs on your couches no more, <laughs> but it's 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 some extra moisture up there right now, bro. Just get away from that oil and stuff. I mean, not oil, but, like, the the grease and stuff. Get away from that.
no matter what oils i i got a natural uh what would you call it uh i got a natural wave cream that i use like it's all like cocoa butter all type of stuff okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's still no still not it yeah it's still it's it's my scalp man i don't know i wouldn't get like a hairline surgery but to get like a scalp surgery to like <laughs> like stop the dryness <laughs> man you need to my fact i'm gonna tell you what you need, you need to go to drsebi.com i think he's gonna hook you up <laughs> <laughs> He'll hook you up. I mean, but you know bro. what? That, like that, that type of stuff, man. Shout out to the Breakfast Club, man. Having Dr. Umar and all them type of people on there, oh, like, help me out because uh, I was like, bro, I don't really feel like, you know, uh, using Viagra and stuff like that. Like, I gotta, I gotta have a headache and possibly bleed just, to, just to bust a nut. Like, I just, but when you look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it was funny when you finished. <laughs> and then it's like, but when you find these natural, like, remedies and stuff like that, that shit, like, work. And then you don't got to have no headache. Like, I be using, uh, full disclosure, like, I beat off way too much. My dick don't always get up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this man. Shout out to the vulnerability on the name. <laughs> Hey, that. <laughs> I'm not like the only one. Like I beat off way too much. My dick don't it don't be it don't be it don't act like it's 17 years old anymore, you know. So like I be having to take I'll be taking pills, but I never thought about taking like uh Cialis or anything like that. But I'll be taking uh, these, no, no, uh, no. these natural pills, um uh, like uh Ali Tonka or something like that. Huh? Tonka, Tonka Tonka Ali or something like that. Man, bruh. Animal. <laughs> Animal. <laughs> like it's about to bust out the skin, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got to keep it down, bro. We got to keep it down. I'm like, bro, I'm young again. Like, it, it make you feel like a young boy. I feel you. Like I feel you, though. These are, these are 30s. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like... I don't know what it is, bro. Like once you move over, it's like stuff different. But I'm like, I feel like the same guy. Yeah. But just stuff just different. And I'm like, to go back to what you said, he was like, I don't want to bleed or nothing like that. I'd be like, dang, it's busting a nut worth it. And then like the side of me that's just a hundred percent masculine, I'm like, yeah, it's worth it, bro. I think it does. <laughs> it's what I, I take a hemorrhage or two. You feel me? Like I, I take that. It's worth it, bro. But oh, so back to the <laughs> let's get back. I don't know how we got there, bro. I, I didn't go stunned. I don't know how we got there. So, like, how did you like you you do a whole bunch of skits and stuff on your IG and whatnot, and they are really, really good. How do you come up with the idea of like what you're gonna do for you know the post on your social media? Um, so I read a lot. I think that's kind of what really kind of helps me kind of in my creative process. I read a ton because I feel like I've read that there's no original ideal. So everything people are doing is just kind of recycled and put in your own perspective. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I go under the premise like, yo, everything's funny. Um, I just got to put my own unique personality to it that nobody else can do. So 
a lot of the ideas I have, like, okay, I'm reading, I'm scrolling, and something I just pop, like, okay, that'd be funny to that. And uh, I kind of just do it. And after you watch a video for like two or three times, I'm like, dang, okay, if I would have added this, it could have made it more funny. So that's what I do um, when I'm doing like skits by myself. When it comes to other people, um, I learned from a cat and he was just like, listen, just be you. Mm-hmm. Like the, the real, the, the more real you are, the more genuine you are, the funny it'll be. I don't try to act funny. Don't try to say nothing funny. Just kind of like th- how we're doing, just being in the moment. I'm not, yeah. trying to make anybody laugh i'm just being funny i'm just being humorous and um that's how a lot of stuff has really kind of came about for me just being me and thinking of stuff kind of like in the moment not trying to really like plan it or whatever yeah real quick before i go to my next question uh when you say you read like you read like books or just like read stuff like online Nah, man, I'm old school i read the books handhelds man charlotte's web in your hand i read that bro <laughs> What uh, what book are you reading right now? Um, so I'm actually reading. I'm actually reading a couple. Um, it's called Mind Reader by David Lieberman. Um, that's kind of like more so if I can explain it, kind of like a psychological book and how to really, um, really I don't really say enhance, but like really working with people and just kind of like you know what I'm saying seeing kind of what mind frame people are in and how they interact with you. That's one. Um, I'm also reading uh, is it the 48 Laws of Power. I haven't read that in a minute. Um, but the 48 Laws of Power, um, that's one that I'm, I'm supposed to be reading, but I kind of don't really read it as much. And then the last one I just finished was, um, it's right, right here, The Truth in Comedy. So it's an improv comedy book um, that I just got done finished reading. I can't get into 48 Laws of Power. It's still sitting there. I just... I was I wasn't rocking with it. Uh, I, I, I ain't gonna stun. It's it's definitely slow though, bro. I ain't, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. It's a little. It's slow and it's a little. It's a little heavy, and I just kind of well, not heavy, but it's a, it's it's a hard read for me, kind of sort of. But it's um, I just kind of I, I couldn't get into it. I just kind of feel like it was a it was a book of from what I got. I think I only got to like chapter four. It was like a book of manipulation for me. That's what I took it, and I just I just couldn't get into it. I'm like. It's crazy because, you know, it is, so to speak, but <laughs> this is <laughs> but this is like the level like people work on. Like, so, you know, I, I, I don't know anybody directly, but I can guarantee like in the, the comedy industry and all the politics and the bureaucracy, they yeah. use kind of methods that he's talking about in the book. And so that's why I, I'm reading it to kind of understand the mind frame of these people in these like higher up positions. So you know I'm saying I can better equip myself like, all right, how do yeah. I need to move here and there? But you, you're right, though. It is. It, it, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, but right now I'm reading. Um, uh, I'm taking my time with it. It's called uh, Healing Your Aloneness by i can't i can't see that far um but um and then i'm also reading the comic tool book toolbox my father oh toolbox. yeah i just uh i got that funny I'm, that book is right there bro that's <laughs> funny you said that's just great minds fam great yeah. minds yeah i just yeah i just put i just put together my bookshelf so i'm, I'm kind of proud of myself because I'm, I'm not really like bob the builder so yeah. <laughs> 
And I just got uh Steve Martin's born born standing up book. I need to start that one. But uh yeah, I just yeah, I just wanted to know what she was reading. I don't I don't really meet too many black men that read, so that's why I said I'm kind of like a unicorn, man. Like I do what I've learned is my pops always told me you don't be afraid to do the things that people not gonna do. So like I I like reading and all that stuff. I like I don't mind doing like volunteering, everything that people say they won't do. I'm the hey, I'll take that because there's yeah. something in there that I can I can get from it. So yeah. So my fault. I mean to divert from that. I just uh I talked to another reader, had to get that in. Uh, so like when you have a video that pops, do you instantly go to make another video or do you wait and plan? Like, do you have like a schedule? The reason why I ask is because I usually just uh post my stand-up routine, either crowd work or a joke, and then um, and I'm trying to get into skits a little bit, but it's not really taking off how I wanted to. So if somebody's listening to this and they want to get into skits, like what's your what's your like method? Um Man, you just held me accountable real quick. And I'm sorry about that because I didn't expect you to ask. <laughs> Nothing that's going to hold me accountable to make it. <laughs> but um, for me, I, I make videos kind of like when I get inspiration. And as I said earlier, like, I think I could get an inspiration once I see something or hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could really pump out videos um, every day, depending on what I see or what I hear. But I, I don't. So uh, you just made me feel bad, bro. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, to answer you, though, and there's a lot of people that kind of asked me that same question that you just said. It was like, okay, you know, getting in the skits is slow for me. And it's kind of like stand up just away from the stage. And like some, it's going to start off slow. So like. You know, you're going to have something that you're going to think is just hilarious, but it might not translate online that way. Um, yeah. But you still got to stay, stay in it, stay in the fight. You feel me? Um, because it, that, that, it'll be something and it'll be like the most random stuff that you ain't like, man, I didn't want even that funny to me, but I just posted because, you know, I always, I just want to put some quality out there. So be diligent with it. Um, you'll definitely see some results from, you know, results from it. Just be diligent with it and don't be like, oh, well, I ain't, I ain't get X amount of followers off one or two of these kids. That's not how it happens, man. Even with like Desi Bakes and all them stuff, they, they're, it's, it's multiple things that they've done. It's not just one video. So you could have one video tonight that hit, but people probably don't follow you until they see a consistency. And it doesn't always have to be a video that has a lot of likes or a lot of views. It just has to translate as funny to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do your uh, skits like translate to your stand up? Like when you, when you do your jokes, are you basically doing the same format that you would with your skits? Like, is it more of a story or you just, or is it a whole different beast, different animal when you're up there? Um, man. I don't really like merge the two like and I it, it pisses me off because I'm like, maybe I should. But in my mind online, I put it there like and it's hard to describe. Like if I put it online, I feel like, OK, it was funny because of like uh, audio that was attached to it. You know what I mean? Like you take away that. Is it still funny? Probably. But I don't know how to deliver that 
on stage, so to speak. And so um, my 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 style on stage is still high, you know, high energy and real high spirited, but I have never taken like a bit I've done online and then mm-hmm. try to do it on stage. So I'm about to experiment with that actually. Yeah. For me, like when I write, when I write something, uh, so I don't like I said, I don't really do uh the the skits. I'm trying to get into it, but when I when I uh I would say that it would be kind of easy. No, no, I know we all different, but I would say it would be kind of easy because, like, if you took a situation like where you made a skit, like, which are like you had a toxic girlfriend or something like that, I would, mm-hmm. I, for me, I would just take literally what I wrote in a skit and just cut out the stuff that wouldn't translate on stage, like, you know, stuff that you couldn't make sense to or whatever. But like the jokes that's in there, I would just go with that and just probably write the premise first. And then go into the jokes, find the joke in the skit, and uh-huh. make the joke. Then find a way to end it. That's that's kind of what I would would do. I'm trying to figure out have I done that with something with a, with one of my jokes before? Uh, no, nah, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds easy, but it's like dang, online it's just like it's. I don't know. It's a different format because yeah. like on stage it's. Okay, I, I think I uh, heard a, as you basically say this in the interview. Online, you can can retake. Like right now, I can if, if I want to make a video perfectly, I could do you know what I'm saying six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all the way up to hundred something takes, whatever I find it needs to be able to make that video perfect in my eyes. On stage, it's one take, one shot, one opportunity. So it's it's harder to really. I'm not gonna say hard because I, I don't. It's more. I go. You got to be more precise. There we go. You got to be definitely more precise in how you go about things. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's why I don't want to try some I've done online. Put it in a joke form and then try to put it on stage. I mean, yeah. but it's, it's something to experiment with out of mic though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said earlier, I I thought you was from. <clears throat> I thought you was from LA because I seen you had did comedy out there. So what was that experience like? Because I I did comedy out there for the first time last year too. Like, were you nervous? Like, what what was that experience like? Um, no, like when I say no, like when you all right, so you, you know the comedy stand up journey. Like when you do so many mics at like places where it's like really hostile crowds and like really like small amounts of people stuff like LA is easier I don't want to say easy but it's easier because mm-hmm. the two spots I performed that I performed excuse me at um comedy chateau shout out to Kiel Theodric he put me on that and I performed at um Haha ha, comedy club shout out to Prince Ali he put me on that and my homie Rob Johnson um those spots were like people kind of not kind of people wanted to be there so the crowd wasn't as kind of hostile as it was at a like a um where was I used to go like a I never been in a strong hand so I can't really use that but um what's the spot that I usually go to oh the Thompson house you know what I'm saying in KY you know what I'm saying? Where people are like, all right, <laughs> be funny or get off. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't. 
So wait, you've been you've been to the you've been to the trunk and head up here? No, I didn't. That's why I said I but I've heard that Mike is like one of those. It's not the one where they do like the um this is like the not the feedback one, but basically where the heckle mic or oh yeah. No, it's down the street, it's like a block away. I said okay. Um yeah, no, nah, I was at because like that used to be like our best mic, but it ended like last year. So I was like, dang, like people in Cincinnati know about Shrunken Head. I think they might bring it back. They like remodeling the bar and stuff like the owner. So there's rumors that it might come back. I hope it do because these mics now are just they're terrible. Like (laughs) But that's the the thing, though. I appreciate open mics because like I'm still in my open mic phase. Like I'm I'm, there's no shame in my game in that. And I just got to the point now that I just go and like, I just be, I've always been up there on my phone, but I just be up there on my phone. And if it don't work, I'll be like, all right, cool. That one didn't work. All right, bet. And just go to the next one. Like, and that has made me more comfortable on stage than ever before. And, and my, I'm telling you keep, cause I'm, I'm not saying what, but I still do like, People laugh, but I still like do the notepad way where I write stuff out. So I bring my pad, like my, my little book on stage sometimes. But like you'll see once you start going to these kind of bigger places and actually doing book shows and things like that, those crowds are like you you want like this, like, oh, this is a walk in the park. And it's not not necessarily walking apart. You don't have to work, but it's like I've already been in the dungeon. You know what I'm saying? I've been a places where people didn't even want me there and and I've done stuff where oh I made this person laugh and they was really kind of like standoffish so when you yeah. at a spot where people like really okay I'm here for comedy it's like oh man your your confidence shoots up like a sensu bean yeah yeah that is true that is true so what what you doing skits is um would you say growing up that you had some inspiration from watching sketch shows or did you just get it from, you know, just watching people do skits on IG? Um, no, man. So, so growing up, and people all say this, but this is document. You can, I call my mama right now if she ain't doing nothing crazy. Like, I grew up watching Chappelle's show, tough, and when he was supposed to. Like, so I would grow up watching that, and I would kind of like, do like voices and stuff like that and like say kind of like quotes from a show back at school and um so i that's kind of like the the basis for me and i i'm i didn't think like years later i'd be doing skits or nothing like that but that's kind of where i I guess i got introduced to it at um i really didn't even think about doing sketches until as i told you (laughs) earlier like 2020 like when i seen some things and i was like oh i could twist this a little bit and put this online or whatever. So um, I think it was more so 2020 where I was just kind of like doing stuff. I, I was seeing stuff on Instagram, but it wasn't, it didn't really prompt me to be like, oh, I can do what they do. And it was more so like, oh, I can just kind of add my own kind of like spin to stuff and make it do well. So, yeah. Um. All right. I want to pivot here real quick because I, I meant to ask this earlier i'm gonna ask it now how did we come up with the name iso like was you did you just watch a lot of and one and that was just so given move like, <laughs> like what, how did you come up with that name? 
Yeah, so uh, ISO like well, it's funny you say because you a Hoover, you got to be a Hoover because only really Hoopers call out ISO. Like, like nah, I'm going straight. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a Hooper. Oh, you're not I'm a Hooper. Just, that's the only play I know. That's, <laughs> that's the only yeah. So ISO like I'm, that's it. ISO figure okay. Well, the, the biggest two plays they really run at basketball, especially now. Like I'm yeah. ISO and Ori pick and roll. So, but now nah, it came from uh just really being in quarantine. And um, figuring out, like, all right, if I was going to do comedy, where does it come from? And um, at the time, it was <laughs> – remember, like, our early on in quarantine, right? Like, I I'm not saying I rock with this guy or I don't rock with this guy. I'm saying factually this was what was happening. Early on in quarantine, Tory Lays did, like, his quarantine <laughs> radio. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I thought I really thought you was gonna say like Kevin Samuels or something. I ain't think oh, nah, 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 nah. So he did quarantine rate. I'm like, okay, I rock with it. And I was like, mom, what would I do? Like, I'm kind of like isolated, and I'm like, I can't really do no iso I isolated stuff. So I was like, all right, let me see if I can cut this in half and make it something that's real. So it iso really came from just being kind of in quarantine like that's where yeah. i found myself at so that's why I, I call myself iso and plus plus who where when you go in at someone iso it's just you and me i don't have any help it's my creativity versus my opponent and i always i'm, I'm always looking to score so um that's like okay yeah i, I rock with that i rock with every, every part of that meeting wait so isolation for in basketball just basically mean man to man Man, oh man, everybody gone. Okay. It's just you and me, mano y mano. Yeah, see, I don't, I'm not a hooper, man. I'm, I'm only good at doing free throws and, and defense, which is important. Like, if I was taller, I'd be balling right now. But, like, when you 5'5, five, five, you can't make it to the league, you know. So, not with only 62 spots in the draft, it ain't gonna happen. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if they've done like a water boy draft, but if they just start, <laughs> I'll rock with it. <laughs> All right, so who who were you before before isolation, and who are you now after isolation? Oh, man. Um, so it's a good question, man. I don't know how you come up with these. If he's coming off like just freelance, you beasting with it right now. But um, before quarantine, I think I was – I was still myself, but I was much more okay with, like, the status quo of life, meaning, all right, you a man, you just got to have this nine-to-five job, you work your job, you go home, you come back to work, and you do that five days a week, you you'll have your little fun on the weekends, and you come back and clock in for work, and that'll be your life, and I was okay with that so to speak i knew there was more to life but i was okay i'm like, all right well i mean i'm still getting paid i'm able to pay some stuff off i was cool with that but after quarantine and then seeing like the transition and just how people were losing their life and how stuff was just going that quickly um it was like yeah if, if this is if, if i'm going to live this life i'm not going to do it 
according to what some random person I ain't never met in life says, all right, this is how you should you live your life. I'm going to live it the way that's productive for me. Um, yeah. So that's kind of I'm more so like, listen, I don't care what others are talking about. I'm, I'm going to do this. This is my life. You don't walk a day in my shoes. You don't pay no bill. And when I die, I die, not you. So, yeah. yeah. I think for me, it kind of just, uh, I just, I don't know. God was just really showing me how like everybody shows up with a mask on, not like, mm-hmm. not, not literally, but like figuratively, like we show up like this version of who we think we're supposed to be or like the labels that our parents might have put on us or classmates might have put on us when we was, you know, young and little. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to live up to their standards anymore. I really just want to show up my authentic self. And yeah. that, uh, that's what I, that's what I really like focus on was like showing up my authentic self. Uh, yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's done numbers, uh, not just numbers for like, more so numbers for um my myself really cuz now I'm more comfortable with myself. Mm. So I don't know I don't know if like ever something like well every, it happens to everybody something traumatic happens but like sometimes like I think our trauma could just kind of make us feel maybe invisible or maybe like we walk around with this shame on and stuff like that and I can honestly say like after being quarantined and just like really just sitting with God and dealing with that stuff uh I walked out. I walked outside and didn't feel no shame. Like I really like learned how to forgive myself for the stuff that I might have caused or the stuff that somebody might have caused in my life. So I was really grateful for quarantine for real, and grateful that I didn't die too. So, heck yeah, man! And that that's real though. And and I'm uh, it's real. And I appreciate you for sharing like your experience because I think a lot of people and have really taken the approach as you have. Like, listen, I saw myself for what I was at that moment. In the, before quarantine and I ain't really like how I was looking at myself or I had these experiences that I was like oh well shoot I thought I was over that I really wasn't over so I think honestly man like you would say I would send people down like this is reflection time to really get into the the crux and the corners of your life to really show you you yeah. and there's some people that were able to come out and be like you know what I was doing this I, I really wasn't living this way or I hadn't done this that I had always desired to do or I was holding grudges against X, Y, and Z. And I'm not about to do that no more because as you see, life was, people were going, going. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah. Quarantine, quarantine was, uh, it was, it was fun. It was, it was, I mean, it wasn't fun. (laughs) (laughs) I say, (laughs) 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 I was actually living by myself. Well, yeah, quarantine wasn't fun. I was actually living by myself at first, and then I lost my job, but they were still paying me. So I was like, I could still live here, but it's going to be real tight. So I just moved back in with my mom and stayed in the basement, and then I just, like, reinvented myself, and then I moved out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to do it alone. I was with I was with, I was was with, with family for, for the majority of it for a little bit. Yeah. So... That's good, man. That's yeah. good, man. I'm glad to hear that you're good and a, a nice uh, a brother really talking about, listen, I, I'm i not, I had to do this. I had to reinvent some things. So I appreciate you for sharing that, boss. That's, that's real. I appreciate you too. So who's on your Mount 
Rushmore of comedy. Oh man. Um jeez, bro. All right. So Mount Rushmore is like four people so that we know, right? Mm-hmm. Um but if it's my route month, if it's my Mount Rushmore, it could be how many ever I want. <laughs> so um I will <laughs> I will say it starts off uh Dave Chappelle's definitely right there. Um the second one people really don't really think about and I only do kind of clean comedy. That's just and it's not because I'm trying to because some people took it as oh well he thinks he better and like it's not even that. I just I just never been a guy to really be do like cuts and stuff like that. It's never been me. So um when I was first started doing comedy, Bill Cosby, I didn't know much about him. But when I started comedy and looked him up, dog is hysterical. Mm-hmm. And he's the only person that I know that they said, and then it's been multiple accounts that said, like, yo, he he did two hours straight, two hours straight. So Bill Cosby's up there for, for me, comedy-wise. Um, <laughs> um, after that, um, who would be another person? Uh, I haven't even really sat and thought about everybody, but Chris Rock's up there for me too. Um, and my last two would have to be, um, it's going to sound strange, bro, but I rock with his honesty, even though it's sometimes out there. I rock with Bill Burr. Bill Burr's up there for me. And yeah, I rock with Bill. And my last one, just per his energy and just being like an overall great performer, Sinbad. Okay. All right. That's not a bad, that's not a bad list. Don't feel bad about Bill. I just got his his album on vinyl. So it was a dollar. So (laughs) (laughs) this that's just Aggie. Vinyl, yo. Yeah, yeah. I got a I I collect vinyls. Yeah. Yo, that's lit, bro. I got I got it for a dollar, so I just kind of treated it as you know how you go to like McDonald's and they be like, you want to give a dollar to the McDonald's house, you know, something like that. I just treated it like that. <laughs> I'm mad at the analogy, though. I, I was with you, then you gave the analogy. I'm like, dang, it is, I, I get what you do, bro. I get it. <laughs> um, so did you uh did you know that Dave is um Opening up a comedy a comedy club in Yellow Springs, I did know that. Um, I don't know where they are as far as in that whole like project, but I heard he bought up like it was like a firehouse or something like that, yeah. and um, they're about to trans transform it into a comedy club. So I really wanted to go. I don't know, my friend, I'll ask you: Have you been to his shows like in Yellow Springs out in that field? Mm-mm, I haven't been. Uh, um, do I do I think no, no, I haven't been. No, I haven't been. No, I, 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 I know a friend of mine's. I thought he might have went one time, but he didn't go. He just went to his house, so I don't think he went. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, I haven't been. But I'm. I'm really interested to see what that's gonna be. Like, I hope it's something for local comics and not just all these big name comics coming in because. I'm gonna be real disappointed. I'll buy so you might be disappointed, yeah. man. Because his, his his roots run really deep in the comedy community. Like, do you see the pictures? Because sometimes he'll post like 
like him, pictures of him and Chris Rock after his shows, and he always has some like I don't I don't want to say no name because that's disrespectful, but like some comic that might not be as out in the media, always somebody different with him. So yeah. that's why I'm like, bro, he it might be tough to get in there. I ain't gonna stop. Yeah. yeah. So what do you you said you do clean comedy? What do you consider clean comedy? Reason why I ask is I consider I do clean comedy yeah. only because I mean I don't cuss, but I'm definitely gonna talk about sex. Um, yeah. yeah, cause I feel like okay, so like like I uh I wouldn't call myself a Christian comedy comic, um, you know, but I did grow up in church, still attend church, but I just I just feel like what I would how I describe my comedy is that I say stuff that they wouldn't say in church, but they probably should, you know. You know, bro, it's crazy, bro. I never met you before today, but that's exactly kind of how I pictured it in my head. Like it's like I just don't, like I said before, I just don't cuss. That's just not who I am. Like if I started to do it, it'd be like, ugh, he don't even sound right doing this. Matter of fact, go back to not cussing. You feel me? So <laughs> no, I'll cuss in traffic. No, I do <laughs> I cuss in traffic, but <laughs> Hey, that's between you and whoever, but like I, I get that. That makes sense. That that makes sense. But like on stage, I was I don't know. I just never was me. But how you describe it is perfect. Like, I'll talk about sex like and I'll do it in a way that's not like like derogatory, where it's like really graphic. Like it's like I'm gonna talk about this actual like experience where it's like, yo, it's oh, he ain't really kind of being graphic with it, but he's touching on a subject that people are like, oh, okay, that's I might be quote unquote a dirty subject. I don't know, but yeah. that's part of life, though. Man, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for it. Right, right. Dang, that must suck. Like if you got here, like everybody got here from sex, but then like if the sex was bad, like that's that's probably like half the population. Like that, that's not a good memory. That's probably why. That's probably why dads and moms don't want to be around because the sex was bad. They was like the kid gonna be bad. Like, oh. <laughs> yo, so that's funny because. I sometimes tell people like if somebody get on my nerves, I'm like, oh yeah, your parents didn't have enjoy having sex with you, so you came out because your dad was just horny. Like your mom was, <laughs> he just had to pop one out real quick, and she was local. You <laughs> feel me? So I can tell a bad sex baby when I see one. Man, so, as, as we start to wrap this up, man, I so uh, if anybody's listening, well, anybody listening to this right now that want to get into comedy or like doing sketches online, what type of like model, uh, words of encouragement do you have for them? Oh man, um, I think you've already said it, fam. Just being true to who you are and understanding that you know, what I'm saying comedy is one of those that'll pull out a person's insecurities, like, all right. People say all the time, oh, I don't really care about what people say. Yes, you do. And you need to accept that you do care. It's what you do with what they say. Do you cherish it? Like, okay, this is me. Or you're like, you know what? Then there might be some truth to it, but I am who I am. So being comfortable with who you are and just networking with people, not being that, that person that's like, oh, I ain't going to talk to nobody and I'm going to do this on my own and I don't, and I don't need nobody help. That's not true, family. How are you going to live in a a world full of people and say, I did it on my own. That's that's physically impossible. So um, being true to who you are, um, networking with people and just, you know, uh, putting, treating people how you would desire to be treated. You know what I'm saying? It's always trying to really stay up 
on you know your own personal energy because uh, I believe in you know really you get you get out of people what you put into them and um, always treat treat people with dignity and respect so um, those are the three biggest ones I tell people if you try and come you do those no matter how what way it go the result will be uh, it'll be gratifying. Iso man, tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed. Uh, because of cats like you, fam. This was like an organic dialogue. It was nothing like that was we you didn't ask me any questions before. It was two guys that have comedy backgrounds just talking and chopping it up. So I used to listen to comedy, comedy in bed, yeah, because it's just real. Like it's it's a real dude, a real host, talking to real people about their real life journeys. And when you get to organic people have, you know, coming to talk in situations like this where you don't even need questions. Everything just flow, flow naturally and organically. Yeah, man. All right, so I'll tell people where they can find you at, man. Uh, so you can find me on my Instagram page. If I'm not shut down anytime soon, at, uh, comedian underscore ISO. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get into the TikTok. You can follow me there too, comedian underscore ISO. Uh, YouTube rocking with me right now, so you know, give me why I'm hot on YouTube. Uh, comedian, no, I'm actually ISO Radio on 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 YouTube, and then um, on ISO Radio as well as from from for my Facebook page too. So, are you um, doing radio too, from... bro? No, so I call myself ISO Radio because I did a show on I. That's how I kind of really got started. Okay. Like it was called ISO Radio, where it was like me just kind of like conducting doing like games and stuff on yeah. on ig live and i yeah. called it that fam so okay okay if you want to watch next week's episode be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel at uh ty erskine also if you want to sort the audio version you can go ahead and do so listen uh to this podcast wherever you stream your podcast is at uh we had comedian iso on here yeah. and today we did this episode with adidas and polo for free but in the future, y'all gonna see us, and they gonna be paying us to be doing. Yeah, this, right? I need yeah. that sponsorship. I'm sorry because you got out because I was like, "Bang!" I was gonna ask you some questions, but you always transition into something else. So like, damn, <laughs> dang, he got away. But whatever, man. I, we'll do another one. <laughs> we'll do another one, Phil. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, you can ask me questions, man. I don't, I don't mind. Don't, yeah, you could have, you could have stopped me at any point. My fault. <laughs> nah, nah, you Gucci, man. I'm like, I know he's gonna be like, oh well, I got you on my show to interview. But I'm like, I shoot people. I want to hear about your journey, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we could have rubbed elbows somewhere. We know some of them same mutual people or something. So it's all good. Yeah, man, we had comedian ISO on here today. Uh, be sure to give him a follow on everything social, especially ladies. You heard his social. His he doesn't have fertile dick. He has doesn't have a kid. He's single. You might as well. How, how many brothers you know with all their teeth and a job and no kids? <laughs> yeah, man. I need I need to use that. I need to capitalize on that somehow, brother. I need to be a, on a t-shirt because I'm a unicorn, baby. <laughs> Hey, man, this has been another great episode of Comedians in Bed. We'll see you guys next week. Hey.